ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. ladies, welcome to the podcast. Before we jump into content today, um, I have a couple really exciting things to address with you guys. So first of all, we, the No Higher Calling podcast has hit a huge milestone. I have officially been uh, recording this podcast for six months. So I have made the half year mark. I am so excited, so blown away with... (laughs) what God put in my heart in I really December, January, and then to see where it is now, six months later, um, like 5,000 downloads, so many people that I've heard from that have been so encouraged by this podcast. And I'm so thankful that God has used me in this way. Um, not at all to my glory. Um, I've If I've said it once, I've said it a million times. I am just a young mom figuring things out as I go, leaning on the Lord, trusting in Him. Um, But as I seek Him and as He grows me, I am learning things. I am gleaning from His Word. I am gleaning from other women, older women that He's put into my life. I'm learning some things the hard way. Um, But God is just putting so much into my heart as a mom. And and it just, it has to spill over somewhere because I can't keep it all in. The Lord is just so good. Here we are six months in, now on the 27th episode. Um, and, and God's just been so good. Thank you for sticking around and listening. Um, maybe you've listened from day one. You've heard all 27. Maybe this is the first episode you've heard. Maybe you've heard bits and pieces. Um, wherever you jump in, I hope that it has just blessed your heart. Um, whether you're able to go back and listen to some of the episodes that you've missed or you just joined from here on out, um, I would encourage you, there are some amazing episodes in the past 27 um, that we've had. I've had some awesome people that I've interviewed. Those those are some of my favorites. I love hearing from other moms and how God is working in their hearts. And then some other things that God has just really shown me um, just through real life stuff. So I I do hope that this podcast has been a blessing. I am looking out at the next six months um, kind of as we're, you know, transitioning to the next half of 2021. And I have so many big dreams, so many things in my heart that I'm just praying that God will give me clear direction. Um, Simeon and I is honestly, though I'm kind of the voice of this, we are. this is a team effort. Um, he is the complete behind the scenes guy. He does all of the editing. He is my prayer partner. He is my sounding board. Um, he just listens and I reverberate ideas off of him. As you know, he often joins me on here. Um, so, so it is a team thing. And we are both just so encouraged to see that the truth of God's word is getting out through this platform um, and really getting into homes and changing moms and dads and kids and homes for the glory of Christ. And that is just such an encouragement to us because that is our goal for this podcast. But looking ahead to the next six months, I have some really um, exciting things that I want to talk to you guys about, Um, some heavy things. I mean, it's just all into the spectrum. Again, if you've listened very long, you know I can have you crying in one episode and the next episode laughing. So I don't know what you're going to get. I have a long running list of things that God has put on my heart, and I just try to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading, um, following His perfect timing, and which episode comes out when. But just a lot on my heart, I have some really awesome interviews lined up over the next couple of months. I'm so excited about that. Be sharing more of that to come. Um, but I just wanted to thank you guys for joining along with me in this. You know, I I couldn't do this without you. If I didn't have listeners, you know, I wouldn't have, I mean, I guess I could record, but what's the point? Um, And we don't do this for any profit. This is just something that is on our hearts that we just want to do as a ministry, um, as a way to just share Jesus with as many people as we can. Um, So thank you so much for listening. 
I do hope that this podcast has encouraged you specifically. Um, And if it has, I want to ask something of you before we jump into this episode. Kind of want to tell you about something that I'm doing kind of as celebrating um, six months of the No Higher Calling podcast and also um, just as something that you could do to encourage me. As I said, if I've encouraged you, um, if you could do this one thing to encourage me, it would be such a blessing. And that is to share about this podcast. Um, So we're actually going to do a giveaway and that'll be linked with social media. Um, So most of my No Higher Calling content is on Instagram, but I'm also on Facebook, also sharing content there. Um, So the best way that you can encourage me is to share this podcast. And again, this is not to promote me or what I have to say or anything like that. It is just because I am 100% convinced that this is something that God has put on my heart to do. And I am 100% convinced that the, the episodes that I share with you are truths that he's really put on my heart for my own self and also to share with others because it's all truth that comes straight from his word. And the best way to get this content out there is really word of mouth. I know for myself personally, um, if, if I want to listen to a podcast, I'm going to ask my mom friends, what podcast do you listen to? And I know so many of you have shared and that has just been such a blessing on on social media and different outlets um, sharing episodes that have encouraged you. But during the month of July, we are going to do a giveaway. So this episode is going to be an update to my reading challenge. So I'm going to do one of these every quarter. Um, so this will kind of be looking at back at the past three months. I did another episode um I believe in March, um, kind of showing the first half, maybe first of April, um, the first quarter of the year, what I had read. But anyway, um, in kind of thinking about that, I decided that we're going to do a gift card giveaway, a $25 gift card giveaway for Amazon. Now, you can use it for absolutely whatever you want to use it for. I kind of thought it'd be cool if you used it to buy some books, maybe some books that I've recommended, some books you've had on your wish list. Um, maybe books aren't your thing and you want to use it for, you know, who knows what. But anyway, $25 giveaway for Amazon is what the giveaway will be. Now, how can you win that? There will be a couple different ways. Um, I will outline most of that on Instagram. Um, just normal giveaway stuff, following my page, sharing, um, tagging people in the comments. So I'll outline all of that on Instagram, ways that you can earn entries into the giveaway. As far as Facebook goes, um, it's really just going to be sharing about the No Higher Calling podcast and making sure that you tag me in that. That's the only way um, on Facebook, since it'll be a little bit different than the Instagram post, the Instagram giveaway. That's the only way on Facebook that it will be easy for me um, to make sure that you're all getting your entries is if you tag me, Brittany Brazel, in your post. Um, And if we're not friends, send me a friend request. It'd also be extra helpful if you would send me a message and just say, hey, listen to your podcast, because I get so many friend requests that sometimes I'm not sure, is this just a spam person or are they friending me because of the podcast? So that would help me out. Um, But yes, really just just sharing. Um, What can you share? So you can share anything about the No Higher Calling podcast. You can share this week's episode. Um, Something that would really help me, it would encourage me and also kind of give me some direction is if you would go back through the past 27 episodes that we've had and share some of your favorite episodes. So you can just get that share link, post it into whatever social media and share it. And, you know, maybe this is why I liked this episode or whatever, but that would kind of help give me some feedback too, as I'm getting tagged in those to kind of realize, okay, this was really like, this was a topic that they really enjoyed. Um, just to kind of give me some direction as I go. Here in the next probably couple months on Instagram, also, I'll be kind of doing some like feedback type stuff, asking you all, like, what do you want to hear about? What are you looking for? Maybe in this huge, broad topic, like, for example, hospitality. And I did this a couple weeks ago, but like in the broad category of hospitality, let's narrow it down. What are some things that you are looking for in your aspect of life? And if I can't share about it, if I don't have enough wisdom and understanding on the topic to share, I I know many ladies who are so qualified to join me on this. Um, God's just crossed my paths with some awesome people. And so I can do my best to find somebody that can speak to what it is that you're looking for. But those are just some ways that you can encourage me and that you can participate in this giveaway. 
So either Instagram or Facebook, whichever one you decide, make sure that you tag me. Um, Facebook, just tag Brittany Brazel. Instagram, it would be um, at no higher calling underscore um, to make sure that I'm, I'm getting your entries. $25 Amazon gift card. This is going to run all the way through the end of July. So there's opportunities to earn many different entries. Um, again, I'll outline some specifics on Instagram, but if you're not on Instagram or if you want to get double points, you know, on Instagram and Facebook, um, you know, at Facebook, it's mainly just sharing and tagging me. And anytime you do that, that is an entry into the giveaway. So I hope that is exciting. Um, I'm excited to see. I will announce uh, at the end. I'm not sure how this month falls. I'll probably announce the first episode in August who the winner was for July. That way we'll give it the full month. Um, But I'm excited and I hope you guys get excited about it. And honestly, like I said, this is so much more than just getting the podcast out there. Really, this is just trying to encourage as many women as I can, as you can, as we can together with the truth that God has given us. Because I I don't know about you, but I need it. I need I need God's truth constantly washing over me. Um, I need good, strong Christian friends and mentors and wisdom coming into my heart and my life. And again, this isn't something that we do for profit. I We get nothing from this. The giveaway is just something that we want to do to be nice because I'm so thankful that, you know, every... 5,000 downloads represents a a person and a home that has been touched by the truth of God's word. Um, So yeah, not not for ourselves. We just want to, to get out the message that the Lord's given us from his word with as many people as we can. And just, just to be an encouragement. This is something that I, I absolutely love. I still feel so underqualified for, um, but, but God's burdened me to do it and I'm going to do it. And the more I do it, the more I fall in love with it. And so I am so passionate about it. I, I do invest quite a bit of time. My husband invests quite a bit of time. Um, so it is a labor of love, but it's worth it. And we're just so excited to be on this journey with you. So hopefully all of that was clear and succinct. Sometimes explaining things is not my area of expertise. So if you have any questions, um, you can reach out to me. How can you reach out to me? So I'm on Facebook. Like I said, if we're friends, message me. If not, friend me and message me and let me know that you're just not like an MLM company trying to get me to sell your product. Um, Instagram, you can friend me on there. I have a public account so you can see that and friend me. Um, Also, I have an email address that you can email me. It is uh, nohighercallingpodcast at gmail.com. That is nohighercallingpodcast at gmail.com. And you're welcome to contact me anytime. Um, anything, you know, if you say, Hey, I want you to talk about this or what do you think about that? I can say, let me get back with you. I need to pray about that. I need to get wisdom from somebody (laughs) that has more experience than me. And I promise I will get back with you. But anyway, I know that that was like 15 minutes to explain all of that, but thank you. Um, celebrating half a year of the no higher calling podcast announcement about the giveaway, how you can get in touch with me, and I think I covered all my bases. So we're going to jump in to this episode, which is an update on my reading challenge. So I did another episode um, earlier in the year about my reading challenge. That was episode 14, if you want to go back and reference that. And in that episode, the first half, I shared a lot about kind of my journey with reading, how I've gotten to reading as much as I do now, setting a reading goal, where I find my books, how to get books cheaper or on a budget. So I kind of talk about that or even another key thing. Actually, I should mention this. This is very important. One of the most important parts of that episode that so many women were reaching out to me is you have three kids. You're busy. How do you find the time to read? So I kind of talk about that a lot in that episode. Um, just going to throw it in here again, because the more I invest time in reading, the more I am convinced that you have time for what is important to you. And I don't mean to sound kind of harsh in that. That is something that I, I'm saying that like, Brittany, you need to listen to what you're saying. If I have 30 minutes in the morning, in the evening, however much time at night I spend on my phone, if I have pockets of time during my day to surf social media, 
I can put that away and I can replace that with reading. So there's just so many pockets of time throughout my day that I have found that I can put aside something that is less important or maybe not important at all and invest in something that is going to strengthen my walk with the Lord, encourage me um, in homemaking and in motherhood and in marriage. Um, just, Just so many things. So that's just a little tidbit. Go back and listen to that other episode if you want more information on that. But so yes, so I, if you didn't listen to that episode, let me just kind of throw this in here to catch you up. So I, for the past couple years, have been making a reading goal. I want to read this many books this year. Um, So this year's goal was 40 books. I really wanted that to be 50, um, but I thought we might have an international move at the end of this year. It's looking like that is going to be slightly delayed, just... That's a whole nother rabbit trail. Pray for us. It's looking like it might be slightly delayed. A lot going on in this world right now. But anyway, um, so I set 40, just lowballing it a little bit because I didn't want to set something that I couldn't attain with a crazy move. Um, So anyways, 40 is my goal for the year. But mentally, I'm really, really trying to shoot for 50. Um, So in the episode in April, I shared... All the books that I had read from January 1st to the end of March. That was kind of like the first quarter. So I'm going to share in this episode all the books that I've read from April 1st through the end of June. And I'm going to do this every quarter to update you. And then the end of the year, hopefully I'll have an awesome episode where I can say, yay, I reached 50 books. (laughs) Um, But if not, 40 is good too. I'm, I'm really tracking well. So I was doing really good the first quarter. I think I got 12 books in those first three months. Um, and I was pleased with that. I was like, okay, that's that's tracking pretty well, especially if I just went for the 40. Um, and then this quarter started and the first like month, I just hardly read anything. It, it just comes and go. Life gets busy. Anyway, I was like, I really need to buckle down if I want to have a decent quarter's worth of reading to present on the episode that I knew was coming in the very near future. Um, So I really got buckled down reading and something, maybe you're different, but I found for myself, the more that I read, the more I'm just like, I cannot put books down. I just, I fall in love with them. So I've read some awesome books this quarter. I started on book number 13 for 2021 and I just wrapped up book 26. Um, So I'm tracking really well. 26 books in the first half of 2021 totally puts me on pace to hit 50 books by the end of the year. Um, So some amazing books. And I know I said this in the last quarter's episode. Wow, it's just, it's been a great, it's been a great six months of reading. In my high school days, even up into early marriage, I read a lot of fiction books, and and I like fiction books. They're fun. There's nothing like getting totally enraptured in an amazing series. Like, you just start reading when you go to bed, and then you realize it's 4 a.m., and I just finished my book, and I'm not going to sleep tonight, but that's okay. Um, It's awesome. But in this stage of life that I'm in, um, nonfiction has just been more of a draw for me. I'm just in this stage where I'm like, I need as much wisdom and as much guidance as I can. I'm really researching a lot of different issues. You'll see that um, as I share what I'm reading, researching um, homeschooling, different things about education, parenting, the home, um, like homemaking, um, childbirth even. So a lot of that just really stems even more my desire for nonfiction books. But without further ado, let's jump into a quick synopsis, hopefully quick synopsis of the books that I have read for this year. And you know, you may be listening to this episode like, I just don't read. That's not really my thing. Um, And I know everybody has different personality. Um, I was never the type to want to be outside playing sports. I I don't have a sporty bone in my body. It's just, it's not me. Um, And and maybe it is you. But wherever you fall on your love for reading, um, I do think reading is so important um, 
in a person's life, but even more so in a Christian's life. Um, obviously, first and foremost, we need to be daily spending time in God's word in the Bible. Um, but there's so many other books that I just, I really, God has used them to, to strengthen me and grow me and stretch me and challenge me. Some of these books I'm going to share in this quarter. Oh my goodness. They just raked me over the coals, but it was good. It was good. I needed that. So I'm going to jump in. Um, I, I'm going to throw in here. So my husband, I know I mentioned that he edits my episodes. Honey, you're, you're probably listening to this. He is always so good to get out all my background noise. But I am sitting here at my table with a huge stack of books that I'm going to be flipping through as I try to pull out things that I want to share with you. I don't expect him to get out all this background noise. It's probably going to drive him crazy this episode, but it is what it is. Give us grace. If you hear some clanging around and some page turns, it's an episode about books. So bear with us. Anyway, so here we go. Okay, so book number 13 for 2021. I'm just going to jump in with 13 because I did 1 through 12 in the previous reading episode. Book number 13, Love Stories of Great Missionaries by Belle Marvin Brain. Um, she originally wrote that and then David Hossefluk kind of edited it and adapted it just a little bit. Um, four star review. So this book was really interesting. Um, kind of like a biographical missionary sketch, but really focusing on their love stories. A quote that I loved from this book, how short is time, how boundless is eternity. If we may be considered worthy of suffer for Jesus here, will it not enhance our happiness hereafter? Adoniram Judson. So I've always loved reading missionary stories, but this book gave a really neat twist in sharing their love stories. And I'm all about love stories. So this was during a time when surrendering to the mission field most often meant hardship, loneliness, sickness, death. And these missionaries were willing to give all for a savior who gave his all for them. So super challenging read. Um, it was neat to see how God brought these husband and wives together just with this reckless abandon to serve him no matter what we face. Often, as I said, knowing that they were going to face really hard things. And ultimately, most of them thought we were going to go and we're going to die on the field. Um, but they were willing to do it because they loved the Lord and they loved each other and they were convinced of the calling that he had on their lives. I gave it a four star review because kind of of a slant the original author put on the lady in the very last story. So this went through several different missionary love stories, but the very last story um, the guy was called the missions, fell in love with this girl and she just didn't believe that it was God's will for her to marry him. And the original author almost really like looked down on this girl like, oh, well, you shouldn't have stayed in comfy England and wound up mar marrying a businessman. If you would have really followed God's will for your life, you would have married this missionary. Um, but the author that kind of edited it and put it all together he really kind of like went back and analyzed the story and all that we know of the people and their writings and came to realize that this girl really just was not at peace that this missionary guy was the one for her. Not that she was opposed to missions work. She just did not feel at peace that that was the man that God wanted her to marry. And you know, I totally, I think she's totally fine. She's totally in the right. If she's following God's will and she chooses a different path that doesn't lead her to ministry, a hundred percent convinced that she's following God. Not everybody can be a missionary or a pastor or who would we have in our churches? Um, so that's why I gave it a four star. Um, I loved how the second author kind of wrapped it up at the end and kind of gave that caveat. Um, but the first one, you know, reading through, I was kind of like, oh, I hate that she kind of had that degrading almost outlook on that girl. And, you know, as a mother, I would rather that my daughter marry a dentist, a doctor, a trash collector, anything with the peace that they were completely in the center of God's will, following Christ, serving him in whatever career aspect that he had called them to than for her to just marry somebody in the ministry, but not be convinced that he was God's plan for her life and, and that she was God plans for God's plan for his life. Um, so that's kind of why I gave that one a four star review, but it was very interesting um, reading those love stories. I, I, I always love a good love story. Um, so that was, the, it was, it was a good book. Um, just kind of wanted to throw that in there about it. Really, it was just that last story that she kind of took a weird slant, um, slanted look at that. So the next one, number 14, is A Life That Says Welcome by Karen Emin. Um, this was another four star. So I love this quote from the book. A lot of these I want to share quotes. Um, so it says, there's a huge difference between entertaining and offering hospitality. 
Entertaining puts the emphasis on you and how you can impress others. Offering hospitality puts the emphasis on others and strives to meet their physical and spiritual needs so that they feel refreshed, not impressed when they leave your home. If you've heard my other episodes on hospitality, you've heard that quote. I referenced her book in both of my previous hospitality episodes. Really, really good book. I I love the the topic of hospitality. So the first half of the book really just addressed that heart behind hospitality, having the right motives, um, keeping our heart right with Christ as we seek to have people into our homes. The second half was more like practical hospitality advice. It was good advice, but it was outdated advice. Um, So that's why I gave it the four star review. Loved the first half. Enjoyed the second half. It just it wasn't super current. Um, So that's why that one got a four star. Then book number 15 was Teaching from Rest by Sarah McKenzie. Five stars. This has been recommended to me over and over, and I don't know why it's taken me so long to read it. I kind of hate that. It's not a very big book. It's I'm looking at it here. It's just like a little booklet. Um, 79 pages. Not very long at all. Super easy to get through. But man, is this book powerful. It it was so good. Very homeschool mom focused. Um, I think there are things that you could glean no matter what education route you choose for your child, but definitely written with a homeschool mom in, uh, in mind. So it kind of is divided into three parts. The first part just really challenges you, like, who exactly are you working for? As the homeschool mom, as the educator of our child, do we see the end all? Do we see their success, maybe in air quotes, as my responsibility? Or do we rest in Christ? Do we give 100%, if not more, sacrifice, love, obey, follow the Lord in the decision to homeschool, investing in our kids, doing our best, but ultimately leaving the results in his hands and not feeling like if we don't have the perfect curriculum and all the best read alouds and every manipulative out there and the best lesson plans and kids that are always just waking up, I want to go to school today. Have we failed? Um, So it really just takes off the pressure of the end result of trusting in God, leaning on him, resting in him without taking away our responsibility as parent and as educator to do our very best um, in this aspect of our lives. Really love that. It does go part two, goes into curriculum, actually, which is um, something that I want to address in the upcoming episodes in an episode soon to come. I know a lot of people, even though it's summer, we're transitioning into kind of like midsummer and we're starting to think about the school year, um, especially like homeschooling. Am I going to homeschool? If so, curriculum and all of that. Um, So I'm going to talk more about that. So I won't touch on that too much, but she really goes into um, curriculum, realizing you don't have to buy everything, narrowing that down, finding what is perfect for your family. That's the beauty of homeschool is that it can be perfectly curtailed every little detail to fit exactly what you want it to be. So that part of the book was good. And then part three was just, it, it was called Be Who You Are. So, and and you'll see this kind of same message in some of the other books. Um, not this like modern day, oh, embrace you type mentality, but just the realization that God created us with a purpose for a purpose. Um, my Every way that he created me, my strengths, my weaknesses, my personality traits, all of that he created in knowing that I was going to be the perfect help meet for Simeon and the exact mom that he wanted for Eden, Knox, and Ivy. Um, he knew that he was going to put homeschooling on our heart, burden us, that we feel like that for our family, that is the best educational model that we can have for our children. So it, leaning into this, not feeling like constantly being negative and berating yourself that I'm not enough. I can't do enough. Oh, I wish I was that homeschool mom or that mom. But just realizing, no, God created me for me. And I do, again, like I said just a little bit ago, I do have a responsibility to trust him, to follow him, to grow in my walk with him, to find out all that that entails for me, what he has for me. But ultimately to realize that, hey, I'm not going to be a Pinterest mom. I am not crafty. Okay. I, I did secondary ed for a reason. 
I don't do crafts well. I'm not super creative. My homeschool room is going to be very methodical and laid out um, and minimalistic, but essential. And, and I think it's fun, but I'm not going to have, you know, pinwheels hanging from the ceiling and all these colors and cute drawings. I, I just, it's not in my abilities. I, if I draw a stick person, I'm doing really well, um, but that's okay. God made me how he made me, and I'm going to trust him, and I'm going to follow him, and I'm going to find all that he wants me to be, but I'm going to let go of letting things weigh me down in comparison, I guess is what I'm trying to say, not comparing myself to others. Um, so teaching from rest, if you are a homeschool mom, I highly recommend reading this book. Um, so, so good. All right, book number 16, Say Goodbye to Survival Mode by Crystal Payne, also known as Money Saving Mom. So this was definitely a five-star review. Um, loved this quote, Living with with purpose means wisely choosing and committing to a few of the best things for the season of life that you are in. I listened to this one on audiobook. Highly regret that. There are just some books that you need your hands on with a pen and a highlighter, and this is one of those books. Earlier in the year, if you listen to my previous episode, I read the book Atomic Habits like huge best-selling book out right now. And while it was really good, it was not presented at all in a Christian light. And I know not everybody's looking for that, but me, I was. Um, so I was disappointed, I guess, in Atomic Habits, but Crystal Payne picked up all those pieces and did beautifully with them in saying goodbye to survival mode. Just talking about establishing good habits, rooting out bad ones, arranging your life to have time for what really matters, um, setting yourself up for success and joy in your daily life and routines and all of this with a Christian perspective. So I loved that. I, I am very structured. I love routine. Um, I love being organized. My planner is like one of my best friends. So this book was very helpful for me. Really, it was a good balance of seeing that we need to have space for God to work and move and interruptions that come. Um, we need to be able to embrace those without totally being derailed, but also seeing the importance in having a plan and that you can be more productive when you have a plan than when you don't. So this was a really good book. Really enjoyed Say Goodbye to Survival Mode. So book number 17 was also by Crystal Payne. It is her newest book that just came out a few months ago, Love-Centered Parenting. Five stars. Wow. Okay, so I've read quite a few books on parenting, quite a few books. And this one just, this, this was one of those super convicting reads. So Crystal just shares raw, real life hard, even kind of scary stuff that they walked through with one of their kids in particular, but some of their kids. And it, that was the catalyst that made her and her husband realize we're doing something wrong. We're not the parents that we thought we were. And we need to take it all the way back to ground level and build up from there on only one thing. And that is the word of God and the truth from his word. Nothing else matters. Other people's opinion, um, the impression that we give to other people, none of that matters. None of that should motivate us. The only thing that should mo motivate us in our parenting is what God says. Um, so this was just such a good book. I'm just going to flip through it and share some of the truths that she shared in here that were just so powerful. So in the beginning, she says, love-centered parenting isn't a short-term answer, quick fix solution, or six-step strategy. It goes to the heart of everything you believe. It begins with a deep understanding that you are wholeheartedly loved by God and created on purpose for a purpose. So same thing that I was talking about in Teaching from Rest. This isn't a be who you are, embrace yourself. No, this is... God created me. God loves me, not because of me, but because of him, because he is love and because I am a product of his creation and he has a purpose for me and he wants me to achieve that purpose. She even goes into um, just writing about you know, how it hurts the heart of our Heavenly Father when we are so negative and critical on ourselves um, and how that trickles down into the lives of our kids, especially into the lives of our teenagers and teenage girls. Um, so not, not having this false, I'm just wonderful because God made me. No, I mean, there is a responsibility to repent from sin and grow in our, our identity in Christ and who we are in him. Um, but 
but to realize that God loves us and that this constant just negativity of, oh, I wish I was this or I wish I was that. I know that's something that I'm so guilty of. I wish I looked like her. I wish I sang like her. I wish I had talents like her. And that is really modeling a terrible example for our children um, that we so quickly want to snap out of them. You know, I, I don't have teenage girls yet, but I even I have a little girl who's four going on 16. And, you know, I hear her sometimes like, you know, I don't like this about me. I wish I was like them. And I'm so quick to say, no, no, no. God made you who you were meant to be. But then I was really challenged, I guess I'm trying to say in reading this book and turning that mirror on myself and say, OK, I'm parenting this way. But am I responding to my heavenly father the same way that my child is responding to me that I am trying to correct? Um, So that was just kind of an eye-opening thing. Uh, Quote here, for a cup brimful of sweet water cannot spill even one drop of bitter water, however suddenly jolted. Um, She goes on to say, my goal is to soak up so much truth in my everyday life that there isn't any space for lies to take up residence in my mind and heart. And, And just this idea, she talks about living as loved and filling our hearts and minds with the truth of God's word, being so full, having our cup to the brim, spilling over with the truths of God's word, not the lies of Satan, the lies of culture, but the truth of God's word. So that even when life does jolt the cup and things spill out, it's only good. It's only sweet water that is basked in truth. Um, A couple other things. Let me turn over. Um, She says, I'm learning that some of my greatest parenting happens on my knees with open hands and trusting my kids to their creator. And oh my goodness, I could spend a whole episode talking about this book, but I don't have the time. So I'm just going to read some of these and you apply them to your life as the Holy Spirit shows things to you. Um, She says, I believe that the thing that will have the most impact on my kids' hearts and lives is their mama praying for them and pointing them to Jesus in the day to day of life. So good. Um, Another one here. My kids don't need a perfect mom. They need a mom who loves well, shows up and is willing to admit her struggles and shortcomings and need for Jesus. Last one. Um, Let's stop proclaiming negativity over our kids future. Instead, how about we put that energy into loving our kids right where they are, believing the best about them, enjoying life with them, speaking life into them and savoring the beauty of this calling of raising and nurturing the next generation. So much good stuff. One more thing I'll share about this book. Um, so she she talks about just real life mom stuff. You get busy. There are so many things pulling at you when you're trying to keep a household running smoothly. Um, but she she challenged herself and then went on to challenge her readers. Take the long look. In 15 years, what matters? Does this errand matter? Does this last load of laundry matter? Does you know, doing whatever it is that is on my to-do list that takes me away from investing and nurturing and pouring into the lives of my kids. Is that what matters? Because in 15 years, I hope that my kids are some of our best friends. Um, But that requires intentionality and sacrifice now, letting them know that you are important to me. You are some of the most important things to me. Um, Anyways, enough on that book. Super good. Next one, book 18, God's Battle Plan for the Mind by David Saxton. Five Star Review. This was another one. This might be the most convicting book that I've read in the past couple months. So this was written about the Puritans' beliefs regarding biblical meditation. So not this new age, like hum type of meditation, but in true, just mulling the word of God over and over in your heart and mind. In order to meditate, you have to read. You have to internalize and get God's word in your mind and in your heart. But instead of this just quick... um. Okay, so he gives this example that most Christians today treat their devotional life like I'm going to swing through McDonald's in two minutes, get a burger, and I'm going to scarf it down as I drive down the highway to wherever it is my next destination is. Um, 
Whereas he says this idea of biblical meditation is like there is a chef who spends so much time figuring out what your likes are, what your dislikes are, crafting this perfect menu just for you, just for your enjoyment, just for what you need to be strengthened and sustained in your body. He labors at making this beautiful meal. You come, you sit down, you relax. He comes and sits down with you. You share in conversation and you enjoy this four course dinner, um, you know, over the evening. And when you leave, you're thinking about, oh, that was so good. And then you go on to tell people, man, that steak, I just, I wanted to savor every bite. He compares devotional lives like that. Um, another thing he said, he said, hearing God's word is like one dip of the tea bag into the cup. Some of the tea's flavor is absorbed, but not as much as would occur with a more thorough soaking of the bag. Meditation is like immersing the bag completely and letting it steep until all the rich tea flavor has been extracted. Oh man, um, it's just they had the Puritans had such a deep devotional life with God and a seriousness about their relationship. Um, the book really delves into what the Puritans had to say about the importance of meditation. It wasn't an easy read. This this just really delves into the rich study of the Bible, churning over the truths that you read in your mind, and then the application of those truths that God reveals to your heart. Just, just super, super challenging book. And, and this is something that I have really tried to work on in my motherhood. You know, I, for a while, I got really frustrated that I didn't have the time that I had maybe pre-kids, even pre-marriage to spend devotionally with the Lord. Um, but I've come to realize that my devotional life doesn't have to be confined to the early morning hours or a certain part of my day, whether I am allowed enough time for a verse or a chapter or a book of the Bible, I can meditate on it throughout my day. I can think about the truths. I can ask God, convict me where this truth is not in alignment with my heart. Um, Strengthen me in ways that it is. Help me to change to be more like you. So this idea of meditation has been something that has really been stirring in my heart probably in the past two years, I would say. Um, But this book really just took it to a whole new level in challenging um, that. All right, number 19, The Life-Giving Table by Sally Clarkson. Five stars. Loved this. I also referenced this in some of my hospitality episodes. Um, She says, Creating a life-giving table is an intentional act of gathering, blessing, eating, sharing, and serving. This book is full of beauty, celebration, and pure enjoyment of life and love. Sally shares many ideas on how we can center our home around the dinner table. Uh, Whether you're engaging like group conversations or heart-to-heart with a child, The table can be a place where everything else is set aside and you come together to share life. Uh, She had several chapters about how Jesus used the table um, and meals in his ministry, how maybe he had hard things that he needed to say to his disciples, but he did it in an environment of, hey, come in, we have this meal, let's sit down together, let's enjoy one another, and I'm going to share my heart with you, whether that's easy or hard. Just just a really good book um, in thinking about hospitality and thinking about homemaking and thinking about creating an atmosphere in your home that is just conducive and centered around family table and conversation. Uh, a lot of good recipes in this book. Sally included some recipes, tried and true recipes that she's used years and years. Um, I've made some of them and they are very good. So if nothing else, the recipes are worth buying the book, but... The content is fabulous, too. Number 20, For the Children's Sake by Susan Schaefer McCauley. I gave this four stars. So this is like a classic. If you are Charlotte Mason in your approach to education, read this book. So I was super excited to get this book. The first half, just for me personally, was dry. So I actually started this like middle of last year. I got through a couple chapters and then I just put it down and I didn't have a desire to pick it back up. I just had other reads that were more um, drawing than this one was. So I put it down for a while. Then I got Amazon Audible and realized that it was free on Audible. So I finished the book listening to it. I realized that 
I think about the point that I stopped in the physical book is really where it picked up. Um, so I wish I would have just plugged through with the physical one because it kind of goes from talking about education, the Charlotte Mason method, and to this is what it looks like in individual subjects. And that was super helpful. That's what I wanted. And I enjoyed it on Audible. But I feel like, again, it was just one of those books that needed my pen and my highlighter. So I need to go back through this. Um, But so I I do. I did enjoy it. I would recommend it. I just know maybe it's a little dry at the beginning getting started. It gives a lot of the history behind the Charlotte Mason method and all of that. Um, But she did have one quote in here that I just thought was so good. It said, Christians can't develop a Christian view of education by accepting the usual aims and views of our society and then adding a Christian message or interpretation. I thought that was really good because I do feel like I see often in education that we take the public education model, rework it a little bit with a Christian label, and then we call that Christian education. Your views may be very different than mine. I'm not going to get into what all my educational views are in this episode. That is in episodes to come. Um, but I personally believe that a Christian education is is called to be something very different than anything that the public sphere would have to offer. Um, And that's what Charlotte Mason believed as well. She goes as far as to say that uh, the home should be the basis educational environment. Um, And and that that could go into huge debate about homeschooling and Christian school and public school. And what do you think? And what is, you know, does God say you should do one or the other? Again, I'm not going to go there. But God intended for the parents to educate their children, whether you do that on a full-time basis or a part-time basis, so much of education is to happen in the home. How do I know that? Because Deuteronomy 6, God says to parents, you are to teach your children when you walk, by the way, when you rise, when you sit, when you lie down. Basically, that passage encompasses every portion of our day, we are to be educating and investing in the lives of our kids. Um, So I I really like that emphasis that Charlotte Mason puts on it. And so her approach, just really quick, I need to keep going. Oh my goodness. But so her approach is just educating really the whole child. So not just the mind, not just sit down for this set many hours during the day. I'm going to dump facts into your mind. I'm going to test you to see if you can regurgitate said facts and then we move on and none of it was really learned and internalized but she talks about so many aspects of how we can bring education and and emphasize learning in the lives of our kids through living books through rich books um not just little like you know fluff Mickey goes to the birthday party, but but living books, true books that present good and and evil and conflict and character qualities um, in getting outdoors and learning through getting down in the dirt, looking at things, nature study, capitalizing on times throughout your day where, hey, you know, we were working on fractions in math class. Let's hop in the kitchen and do cookies. Let's go to the store and work on unit prices. So many things where you can make your life, a lifestyle of learning. Um, super good book. Totally love the Charlotte Mason method. Just awesome stuff. Um, the next book that I read, really just a little booklet, um, is called A Letter in Your Loss. I wish I had more time to devote to this book. I don't. It was written by um, one of my dear missionary friends. She has been through I think it's three miscarriages at this point. I definitely two at the time of writing this book. One late in um, mid-pregnancy, um, just really hard stuff. The one, the other one earlier in her pregnancy. Um, but the Lord, in His perfect wisdom, chose for Simeon and I to lose a baby um, in May. And God is working in our hearts. God is so good. We are 100% confident that he is all wise and he works all things together for our good and for his glory. And we're resting in that. Um, We have comfort in that. We have peace. We are, obviously, we are sad. It is not the hopes and dreams that we had for this baby. Um, But we know that God's plan is perfect and we're resting in that. Um, Lord willing, we will share um, some of what God has done in our hearts 
through the miscarriage um, in an episode soon to come, but just wanted to give you a little bit of background as to why I read this book. Honestly, I had messaged Christian or Kristen. I read this book and I told her, I was like, I remember when you had this published and I thought, what a powerful tool that's going to be for people walking through this sorrow, but I hope I never have a reason to read it. But God gave me a reason to read it, and it was exactly the truth that I needed to hear in the moment. And there's something about going through a trial that people who have been through the same trial can speak truth to your heart in a different way than people can who have not been through the trial. Not saying that you can't encourage somebody that has been through a miscarriage if you haven't, but there's just this connection of heartbreak, of understanding um, that I felt. I wept as I read through this, not even for my own loss, but for Kristen's. But I also just wept at the realization that our God is so good and that he is nigh to the brokenhearted and that he comforts his own Um so if, if you've been through a miscarriage, if you know somebody that's going through a miscarriage, it is a $5 book on Amazon. Pick it up. It will encourage you. It will encourage your friends. I know I've had some people that are just like, I don't know what to say to you. I don't know how to encourage you. And you know, the Lord has used people, but I, I've thought before, I mean, I, I would recommend, hey, if you have a friend that you're like, I just don't know how to help, give her this book. It, it will encourage her. It will point her to Christ. And that is the only thing that will be able to encourage her through a trial like that. But um, five stars. It was, it was such an encouraging read. Um, book number 22 is It's All Under Control by Jennifer Dukes Lee. So this is a three-star review. It was a book about control. Um, I think it's control is something that we all want. So maybe different individuals, different personalities want control at different levels, but we all like the idea of being in control control, maybe in control of our future, our present, our finances, relationships, children, the list could go on and on. What does the Bible say about control? As believers, we are to allow God to have full control in our lives. He is the only one who is omniscient and sovereign. Um, There are a lot of things that have occurred in my life, even just speaking about the miscarriage, that I wanted to have control over that had I wrote my story, it would not have went the way that God planned. Um, but I know that his ways are higher than my ways. And um, so anyway, I, I read this book during our miscarriage and there were some things in it that were really good. There were some kind of deep scriptural looking at things in regards to control and letting God have control that encouraged my heart. Um, overall, I left this read in a situation where I wanted control and I knew I need to relinquish it to the Lord, feeling like it really didn't get down to what my heart needed. Um, so I don't know, maybe that's just my opinion on the book. Um, not that it was fluff. It just wasn't as much depth as I was needing and wanting from something addressing this topic. So three-star review on that one. Book 23, A Shepherd Looks at Psalms 23 by W. Philip Keller. Five-star review. So if you listen to the episode Guiding Our Kids to the Shepherd with Katie Davidson, this is the book that she referenced, the one that the Lord used to really open her eyes and change her heart about her parenting style in Guiding Our Kids to the Shepherd. So the author became a shepherd to to better understand Psalm 23 and and the relationship of a shepherd to his sheep and David's relationship with his sheep and in doing so in living out the life of a shepherd he totally came to understand Psalm 23 in a whole different way things that I've read I've known I've memorized since I was little that I thought I knew in seeing it from a shepherd's perspective totally changed my my outlook, my perspective, and my realization of God as my shepherd. 
I, I, re- I don't have enough time to say all that I want to say about this book other than I think every Christian needs to read this book. It is just so eye-opening. Um, one of the quotes that I love from this book, yet the staggering fact remains that Christ, the creator of such an enormous universe of overwhelming magnitude, designs to call himself my shepherd and invites me to consider myself his sheep, his special object of affection and attention. And now, no matter what storms I face, his very life and strength and vitality is poured into mine. It overflows so the cup of my life runs over with his life, often with great blessing and benefit to others who see me stand up so well in the midst of trials and suffering. Highly recommend this book. Get it and read it. It was so good. Book number 24, Redeeming Childbirth by Angie Tolpin. Four-star review. I really, really enjoyed this book. The Tolpins Ministry has been such an encouragement to me. I don't align with them on everything. Basically, in this book, the reason I gave it four stars, her version of worship is different than my version of worship. Um, it is all rooted in the same truth and the same heart and the same desire to glorify God. We've just ended up at a little bit different um perspectives on how to express that worship. Um, there again, nothing, nothing like terrible. It's just, she's ended, um, at a spot that's not exactly where I am. So, so much of this book, Redeeming Childbirth is talking about what God intended in childbirth and really just seeing if every aspect, if we say that every aspect of our life is to bring us into a deeper relationship and revelation of God and who God is and who he is in our lives. And if our response and outpouring of that is worship and glory and praise and adoration, then why do we separate that so much from childbirth? So a lot of it was talking about worshiping God through childbirth. Um, so, and that's really the only reason that I gave it a four star is just that our worship is a little bit different. Um, but, and okay, let me, let me explain what I mean by that. Just in case you think she's not like crazy left wing or anything. It's just, um, some of the music choices, things like that would not be my choices. Not, not a major deal. Maybe your choices are her choices. And that's, you know, you, you come to where God brings you in your walk with him. But for me, that made it a four star. Um, just a, a little bit of that. I, I kind of ended up at a little bit different spot. But anyway, this book was so good. If you've listened to my Brazzle Baby Birth Stories episode, you will hear the journey that God has done in our family in birth, in the birth of each of my three children. The farther I go, the more I am just mind blown at all that God wants for us, even in the hardest moments of our lives. Childbirth is not easy. It is not painless. Um, Much toil and labor brings new life into this world. But Simeon and I have this conversation over and over and over. Hard and challenging is not bad. Just because something is difficult doesn't mean that it's bad. Doesn't mean that we need to go to all lengths to circumvent the challenges that are presented to make something happen. Um, and that that's just what this book talked about. And, oh, I need a whole nother episode to delve into this because this is already at an hour. Um, I'm going to have to save it for another episode, ladies. But if childbirth is in your future, um, if it is something that you're passionate about, I would I'd recommend reading this book. It is an eye opening realization of kind of culture's path of birth and what God intended for birth. And she she does a good job of saying that where you have your baby, how you have your baby, whether or not you get the epidural is not an eternal issue. It is not something that was specifically addressed in scripture. But in really broadening our look, not being so narrow-minded, but broadening it to say, okay, as a husband and wife, we're going to come together. We're going to search the scriptures and we are going to invest time and research and prayer into many different possibilities of what we would want or what we could foresee our birth possibly looking like. 
and then coming into a, a heart that is aligned with Christ and saying, okay, how can we glorify you as we walk through this stage of life? Um, so re- really good read. Honestly, this book makes me want to be a doula. Like, we'll see what God has in the future. I just, I'm so amazed with how God has created life, how God has created life to reproduce, how he's created a woman's body to adapt to having a life grow within her, to birth that life, and then to nurture that life. It's just, oh my goodness. I could do a whole episode. I could do several episodes on that. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Wrap it up really quick. 25, Susanna Wesley by Arthur, Ar- I'm sorry, by Arnold A. Dallimore. This was a three star. So I mentioned I got Amazon Audible. Um, it was on sale, yada, yada. Not normally worth it, but it, it wound up being worth it for just a couple months. So I thought, while I have it, I'm going to listen to as many free books on here as are interesting to me. And I, I want to read more biography. Sometimes it's hard for me, depending on the biography. Um, they're just not quite I say that not quite as engaging as other books. Some biographies I I have not been able to put down. But anyway, I I thought, okay, I'll listen to this about Susanna Wesley. I was kind of disappointed. I mean, it was a meh book. I don't know that I would really recommend it. It was, if you want to know more about her life, it was very interesting, very detailed, analyzed a lot of her personal letters and letters to her children and things that to fit all the pieces to give us a really good portrait of Susanna Wesley's life. Um... But overall, it just, it wasn't like, oh, this is such an amazing biography. And I left with my face so strengthened and encouraged. Honestly, from what the author said and from me just kind of listening to her doctrinal beliefs, it does sound like she died with a true saving faith in Christ, uh, recognizing that she is a sinner and that she can only trust in Christ's atonement on his death on the cross, shed blood for the payment of our sins. Um But she was a minister's wife for years and hadn't come to that conclusion. So anyway, um, just wasn't super challenging in my faith because it was so late in her life that she came to that understanding. But it was interesting. I just, eh, it's probably my least favorite book I've read this year. All right, last one, ladies. Uh, Thanks for hanging in there with me this long. Maybe you've already turned it off, but for those still listening, thanks for hanging with me because you do not want to miss out on hearing about this last book, which is Give Your Child the World by Jamie C. Martin. This is a five-star book. So it, it is more of a book of book recommendations. So there's like four chapters, I think, in the beginning. Um, and then the whole rest of the book is just book recommendations for children by age group. So the whole premise of this book is just raising globally minded kids through books by reading one book at a time. We're missionaries headed to Australia. So it is very much already a part of our hearts that our kids are very globally minded. Um, I don't feel like I was that as a child. I was more it's, it's hard to get outside of your box and see things beyond what you're used to and what is comfortable. Um, most people, your average Joe doesn't have the money to just hop on a plane and tour the world with his family. So sometimes I, I think if you're like, well, I can't afford the vacations to take my kids all over the world, then that's the only way that we can expose this global mindset to them. Um, but she says in her book here that, 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 that that's not true. There are many different ways that you can give your kids the world. And one of the best ways that you can actually do that is through books because it is cheap, if not free. Um, but you can go so many places through books. And I love she pulled out whether it's like books about the world or just books in general. She was talking about how one thing she loves about stories and books is that your kids can live a thousand different lives, go 
all around the world and back again. Experience good and evil and hardship and heroes and um, hurt and so many different things that life will present them with one day or another. But through story, you can do that within the safe walls of your home with you there as the parent. You can guide them as you read things. You can read with a book in one hand and and the Bible in the other or with the filter of God's word and, and use these situations, use these stories, use these books to teach them so much about the world and life while they're within your home, but yet not hinder the wonder of opening up to their minds and and their eyes the world that God has created. Um, So I loved that aspect. But so she divides pretty much the majority of the book by continent and then by age categories. So I believe that she does it in ages four to six, six to eight, and then 10 to 12. I think she stops at 10 to 12 because the majority of these are more like read aloud type books. So, you know, your high schoolers, although I'm totally in favor of reading aloud to your high schoolers, too. um, You know, a lot of that they might delve off into their own books. Even some of the 10 to 12 are more like chapter books and stuff. But a lot of these, this was really written with kind of a family gather together. Let's read aloud and learn about places. Let's explore together. Um, But just an awesome book list. I've already had this book in my lap with my computer and going through our library, putting a ton of books on hold. We're currently um, with homeschool right now with Eden in kindergarten. We're studying about Antarctica and the Arctic. So I went to that section of this book and pulled a bunch of those are getting those on hold at the library. So super awesome resource. No matter if you homeschool, what you do, I hope every parent is reading aloud with their kids. Um, And this is a really good book to give you direction because there are so many books out there. It's easy to get overwhelmed and it's easy. There's just so many like fluff books. Um, Charlotte Mason would call the opposite these living books, these rich books that we're talking about, um, like that the author presents and give your child the world. Um, Not filling up our kids' time. And, And there's a place for fluff. But really in finding the rich books that have just as fun and engaging and beautiful stories, but that have deeper content to them as we try to teach our kids and to open up their eyes and heart to the world. So I apologize. I think this might be my longest episode I've ever done. Did not intend for that to happen. Don't think that celebrating the halfway year mark that from here on out, I'm just going to be long winded. Not my intention. It's just I had a lot to cover in this. And it's one of those things that, hey, maybe maybe this just isn't your cup of tea. You don't read. So maybe you skip this episode altogether. But I would think that if you're listening to it, you want to hear some book recommendations. And so it was long, but hopefully it was helpful. I am going to link in the show notes a blog post that has all of these books listed, my recommendations, and they're all with an Amazon link for the title that you can click right right over to Amazon and add them to your cart if you want to buy it. Somebody is going to get a $25 Amazon gift card that maybe you can use to buy some of these books. So I just encourage you this month, ladies, during the month of July, if my podcast has encouraged you, pass it along, let it encourage the heart of someone else, and also in turn encourage my heart as we get God's word, God's truth into homes, strengthening them, encouraging these mamas, and like my my mission statement says, just glorifying God as we seek to be the wives and moms that God has called us to be. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sticking it out with me. I hope this was an, uh, a good episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and I will join you ladies next week. Thank you so much. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.